When you see a monster in a movie, you probably don't root for it. In movies and books involving monsters, humans are generally considered to be the good guys. We even tend to cheer when the humans hurt or kill the monsters. But sometimes humans actually aren't the good guys. Sometimes humans are the monsters and the monsters are surprisingly human. My name is Brianne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's episode, we are going to discuss hunting, stalking, and slaying. Crimes where the monsters are victims, and humans are actually the evil force in the story. Maybe next time you'll think twice before rooting during that scary movie. Humanity has come up with quite a few creative monsters throughout history. Generally, stories that are linked to historic events or to creatively explain some of Earth's more unique mysteries. Selkies are one creature from Norse mythology that have acted as the antagonist in several books and movies. Selkies are beings that are half sea creature and half human. In some versions, they can even shift back and forth from human to animal. The most common animal? A seal, but depictions can vary. You might recall them as the merfolk who kidnapped loved ones in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, though that was technically sanctioned in their defense. Depictions of Selkies range from sweet to sullen to downright terrifying. But according to the lore... We're the bad guys when it comes to these unusual beings. In the stories, Selkies are often wronged by human beings. At least the female Selkies are. Many people think that Selkies and mermaids are essentially the same thing, and the lore says that a lot of men were kind of into this. Stories say that men would go in and steal the animal skin of the female Selkies, trapping them in their human form. As if stealing their skin wasn't enough, these men would apparently demand that they marry them, too. The female Selkies would be left to long for the sea and live their lives as boring old human beings, which I would personally be pretty pissed about. According to the Myth US fandom, sometimes these Selkies would be forced to live as humans and have children, and if they ever found their skin they would immediately abandon the children that they loved because they would be summoned back to the sea. So, I'll just let you go watch The Little Mermaid now that you know all of this. Dragons are easily one of the coolest human creations in my personal opinion, and though we often frame them as fairly cool and powerful, we also definitely frame them as monsters. In lore, we pretty much always treat dragons the same way that we do other animals on the planet. Some of us keep them for pets and force them to do tricks, while others see them as a threat to humans and hunt them to extinction. From How to Train Your Dragon to Game of Thrones, there always seems to be humans that see dragons as little more than a threat and desperately want them dead. 
games like Dungeons and Dragons and Monster Hunter even actively encourage players to hunt dragons and carve them up for parts and steal their stuff. Fortunately, Eastern dragon lore has a tendency to paint them in a more positive light. And in case you guys can't tell, I am definitely Team Dragon. But maybe it's just the fact that earlier this year, Vox reported that one-fifth of all crocodiles, snakes, and reptiles are currently threatened with extinction. The closest creatures that we have to dragons are not exactly doing well. And a lot of the causes are linked to us. So... Try to be nice to your scaly friends out there. Banshees used to be a pretty common side feature in scary stories. It's a pretty unsettling image. A totally scary screaming ghost being with wild and whipping hair. The image of the Banshee has even been adapted and handed off to other female characters and monsters in film, with these screaming, long-haired women flying at the protagonist before being chased off or killed. Even if they're not technically Banshees, they definitely stole the look. Banshees are pretty unsettling, but the reputation that they have in modern times really isn't fair, and we shouldn't root for them to be killed or scared off. These are not just screeching monsters. In lore, Banshees actually warn of the passing of a loved one. The Banshees don't kill anyone, they just emit a terrible mourning cry that lets you know that something bad happened. It's unsettling, but it's also kind of informative. Many believe that the lore was taken from the very real act of keening, which is where people would actually pay someone to show up and just wail and scream and be as extra as possible at a funeral. So, that's fun. Nobody knows tragedy quite like the Greeks, so it shouldn't come as a surprise that they created a tragic monster of their own. The Minotaur. When we depict a Minotaur, we often show it hunting down humans looking to eat them, but this is really only a part of the Minotaur story. The Minotaur was actually the child of a truly messed up lineage. When Minos asked Poseidon for a pure white bull, it was believed that Minos would sacrifice the bull to show allegiance to Poseidon. Unfortunately, Minos thought the bull was too perfect to sacrifice and decided to keep it instead. This, understandably, like pretty much everything that anyone did, upset Poseidon, who in turn made Minos' wife fall in love with the bull. She ended up having a child with this bull, and that half-bull child was the Minotaur, this unnatural beast with an insatiable hunger. As if the Minotaur's life wasn't hard enough, they then threw it into the labyrinth where it basically starved outside of occasional human sacrifices. And who asked for this prison to be built? None other than Minos, who was responsible for the Minotaur being born in the first place.
Out of all the monsters from lore, there is one innocent monster that humanity has wronged for so many years that I honestly can't believe that they haven't started a podcast of their own. Yes, it is time to talk about the golden retriever of all famous monsters. Bigfoot. Have you guys ever noticed that Bigfoot is one monster that is basically never accused of anything other than existing? This furry seven-foot-plus beast has supposedly been hanging out in the woods for years, just chilling. And we cannot seem to leave this poor creature alone. We stalk it, we hang out in its house, and we try and take pictures and videos of it nonstop. Honestly, the way that we treat Bigfoot is what you would get if there were absolutely no laws surrounding how we interact with celebrities. And what exactly is Bigfoot's big crime? Being tall and hairy and eco-friendly? As far as I can tell, the worst claims against Bigfoot are people saying that he possibly stole livestock or simply startled them just by existing, which isn't really fair. In exchange for that, we put cameras in his home, we put him on stickers, and we feature his story on podcasts about monsters. So I'm pretty sure that we all owe Bigfoot an apology, and while we're at it, we should probably make a fish basket or something for the Loch Ness Monster too. I hope that this has helped you to consider that not all monsters are the terrors that we make them out to be. Some monsters are really just trying to live their lives, and we just kind of keep messing things up for them. Maybe it's time that you stop to think before slaying any monsters. And while you all do that, I will be running away. So, if you want to discuss misunderstood monsters, unethical hunting techniques, or reasons that human beings kind of suck feel free to contact me on Twitter or Instagram using the tag at datpod. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs>